the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home on 101.5 Word FM. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Greetings to you. Thanks for coming along today. We have a real show today. I mean, a true show. Not that we've been doing false shows the Fake last couple shows, of days. right. But today, it's our regular show. The last couple of days, we've been talking about Save the Children. Thank you so much for that. We are super close to our goal with Save the Children. But uh, today, we're going to have two excellent guests during this uh, four to six show. Kath, good to see you as well. John, is it the appropriate time? I believe it is. Well, then I would like to tell you. I'd like to be the first one to tell you. Yes. Your weekend has begun. Oh, yes. It's five minutes past the four o'clock hour on a Friday afternoon. Truly, all is right and well, at least in this corner of the world. Mm-hmm. Happy Friday to Thank you. Thank you. Happy yes. Friday to you as well. You have plans for the weekend? Uh, I do. Uh, I'm going away for the weekend. Are you, though? I am. A lot of I'm going to go up and... Uh, Visit Chautauqua Lake and uh, Erie. Nice. And just see what's happening up there. Excellent. A little, I'm excited uh, about it. A little road trip. Just a little tiny road okay, trip. Okay, yeah. Uh, in uh, our neck of the woods, uh, the parkway is going to be closed. <sighs> so you do not want to be out uh, anywhere Isn't on the roads. Isn't that awful? Uh-huh. That's yeah. just terrible. Hope that your travels are nice and smooth. I'm sorry I'm going to miss a graduation party for yes, uh, one of your children. Yes. I think this might be the last graduation party of the season. We're coming up very, very close to the end because I think in two weeks, college starts or high school starts for a lot of kids. I just... I want you to know I'm sorry about that. That's okay. No, I really no wish we You're could fine. be there for that. You have obligations. Okay. Well, I, I wonder if this thing is going to be included in your uh, picnic. What do you mean? S'mores. Uh, no. I, you know, I, I believe that s'mores are the most overrated campfire. No. I oh, yeah, don't. Yeah. What is the I've big no. deal? No. It's great. No, no, no. It's not great. You get Mike. marshmallows. You get the chocolate. You mm-hmm. get the graham cracker. At First any of other all, time, so many things, so many thing. things go wrong with it. Give me a marshmallow. So many I'm things fine. go wrong with it. Give me a piece of chocolate. The I'm chocolate fine. doesn't really melt. No. And then, so you don't have any connection at all. You might have a connection between marshmallow chocolate. There's no connection between chocolate and graham crackers. Plus, I've got a sweet tooth, but that thing is like super, super, super sweet. Oh, it is so sweet. Plus, it's like, it's, so good, though. it can be hard to get your mouth around. Yeah. Depending on the size of it. That's no. the fun of it. Overrated. Times 10. Wait, so today is no National way. S'mores Day? It's National Day? S'mores Day. Who's that it. by? The S'mores Foundation uh, of America. Well, recipes go back to the 1920s. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not that old of a thing. It's not like it's from, you know... Ancient times. Right, exactly. Like Stonehenge. Yeah. But you really like s'mores. s'mores. Oh, yeah. What about that cereal? S'more cereal. I never tried that. Oh, please. Yeah, I'm sure that. Can you imagine uh, how horrible that must I'm be? I'm sure that's really No, awesome. I tried s'mores ice cream, which was really good. Uh, maybe s'mores ice cream might not be too bad. It's really yeah. good. All right. So on the other end of the extreme, yeah. I-, I went diving for uh, food-related uh, material. Yeah, today. shrimp Because it's a Friday. I think about food and, yeah. you know, fun thing. Mm-hmm. This is from the Wall Street Journal, uh, an article by uh, Henry Miller. He says this. Nowhere, not nowhere is this truer. The idea that you have to know a thing or two before, before you read a report on something. Okay. What? No, you have to know what you're talking about. He says. Henry Miller. Am I making sense? 
No, really. Henry Miller is known for uh, the book Tropic of Cancer. You know the book Tropic of Cancer? I think it's the same. Well, Henry Miller. The sense that Henry Miller is making here, or you try to make sense of Henry Miller, is about the same as the book. That's why I bring it up. <laughs> anyway, Listen, proceed. All I'm saying is that he says that you have to know what you're doing before you even read reports from the FDA on organic food. He's saying that everything mm. is overblown when it comes to claims about organic food. So you got s'mores on one side, which is the opposite of right. organic, well, right? See, see, see. And you have this on the other, which is like the hoity-toity. Mm-hmm. We're going to be super healthy. We're going to be green. We're going to be free range. We're right. going to watch everything right. that goes into our bodies. I'm only going to buy organic. Okay. So my dad had a garden, like a lot of dads did growing up, mm-hmm. and he didn't use any pesticides or any, you know, miracle grow. And I think those, you know, those gardens were pretty much organic, right? It's an organic thing. Yeah, right. Yeah. So why is organic such a big deal? Because what? What's such a big deal? Because most people don't grow their own food. It's pure. Pure. It's not. Well, listen to this. I don't think. I think it's Let's see what Henry Miller has to say. From Tropic of Cancer. (laughs) When it comes to the $47 billion a year organic industry. How many? Forty-seven billion dollars. Give me a piece okay. of that tomato. The FDA gives a complete pass to blatantly false and deceptive advertising claims. Uh-huh. Consider the Whole Foods website, which explicitly claims that organic foods are grown without toxic or persistent pesticides, but in fact, organic farmers rely on synthetic and natural pesticides to grow their crops, just like conventional farmers do. And organic products can contain numerous synthetic as well as natural chemicals. So what's the point? So what's the point is the question, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Pesticides, he says, he goes on to say, are by definition toxic, whether they're natural or synthetic, right? That's what they're, they're, they're pesticides are to kill pests, right? So they're all toxic, right? And many organic pesticides pose, many organic, do you hear what I said? Organic pesticides pose significant environmental and human health risks. It's a legit thing. Uh Uh-huh. I'm I'm reading it from the Wall Street Journal. This isn't like from Us Weekly. Organic pesticides. Mm Mm-hmm. So they're less harmful because here's than the thing: the reason the reason that you use, no, he's saying that they're they can both be harmful. Whether you use organic pesticides or you use synthetic pesticides, the point is that they're still killing bugs. <clears throat> sure, sure, sure. That's why they have to put them on, or the bugs are going to eat your, eat the food. Right. Okay. So when I think about organic, I think about my friend. Let me tell you a quick story about my friend Don Lau. Uh, Don, I knew Don uh, as a, a friend years ago uh, in, in New York City. Don actually introduced me and my wife to each other. That's nice of him. Don grew up in South Dakota. His father, by trade, was a crop duster. So Don would say, as a young boy, as young as eight years old, his job was to stand in the field with a long bamboo pole with a red bandana tied to the top (gasps) of that pole. He'd stand there in the field. While the crop duster went by? His father. Oh, my gosh. And then his father would dump all the toxic chemicals on Don and the field. And then Don would, as a kid, get in the pickup truck, the family pickup truck, drive down to another marker, stand there with the bamboo pole, the red bandana. He said he did that for weeks at a time every summer. That's disgusting. I mean, if... Don Lau. How's he doing? He's fine. He's great. He's my age and he's in great health. He's actually a, a mayor of a small town in upstate New York and he's a college professor. I love him. In addition to blatant untruths, food marketers are masters at subtly misleading consumers. A favorite technique is the 
absence claim, asserting a meaningless distinction between products in order to make them seem superior. Now, generally, the FDA comes down hard on such behavior. Mm. So they would never allow an orange juice producer to label its pot product fat-free, for example, because there's not – There's no fat in There's no fat in anyway. it, so calling it fat-free is stupid, right? Uh, to claim an absence of a certain ingredient, there has to be a standard of presence in the product to begin with, right? Sure, right. And there's no fat in orange juice. Um, but Tropicana gets away with labeling its orange juice non-GMO project verified. What does that mean? And Hunts labels its canned crushed tomatoes non-GMO, even though there are no GMO, genetically modified organisms, in oranges or tomatoes on the market. Hmm. How do they get away with that? Well, they're saying the FDA is just not policing it. Oh. So it okay. just makes you think, if you're spending extra money on organic food, which I do sometimes, I'm wondering if I'm just wasting my cash. Mm. I know I'm not. Because I don't buy it. Wait, wait. Do you buy organic food? Oh, yes. I have to. Why? If I have celery from like a, a regular supermarket yeah. instead of like a, a co-op, I, I usually shop at East End Co-op, and I found out that if you look at the barcode, if it starts with a nine, then it's purely organic. So when I eat celery at East End Food Co-op, I don't get a scratchy throat. My lips don't get fat. You ever watch watch uh, Hitch? Yes, of course. Yeah, that classic scene. That's me when mm. I have celery really? at like Giant Eagle or something. Celery. I, yeah. When's the last time you had celery? I love celery. Yesterday. I never have it. Oh, celery I love celery. Sticks. Put peanut butter on that. Oh, it's a great. I never eat it. Yeah. I love that stuff. It's I love that best. stuff. Okay, so you're allergic to celery. <laughs> I'm. Uh, no, I'm. I'm not allergic to celery. I'm allergic. <laughs> Because I have celery at East End Food Co-op, and, and I'm good fine, to go. and I'm good to go. That's weird. So I don't know what they spray on it. How much more know. do you pay for organic East End Food Co-op celery than, you know, Giant Cents. Eagle? Cents. Oh, Cents really? More. Cents. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I guess it's I don't worth know, it's it. a personal testimony there. I don't want to pick on no, new no. Mike. But, and Kath, you do this, which I like, uh, the organic milk. Now, I don't do that. I don't, I don't do anything. You know what I do? If I get a piece, I, I wash it off. And I think, okay, I'm doing well, that's my, good. You just wash it off. That's good. But you're doing organic milk. I always do organic milk. Mm-hmm. Grass-fed? Yeah. Grass-fed. Oh, yeah, that's the best. What it the, is. I'm not it's doing part, any of that stuff. You know what? i got to be honest taste with better. you. If you ever taste, even if you're, you're not convinced there's any health benefit, if you tasted, you would, they oh, yeah. taste totally so different. Okay. They really do. Right. Organic milk is so much more delicious. It is. It's about six bucks, though. Yeah. Six it's bucks super for what, a expensive. gallon of milk? For a gallon yeah. of milk, it is probably yeah. six bucks. Right. Maybe Holy even smokes. maybe even more than that. Because six bucks half gallon. That's where I that's what I buy. Well, the the um, where I buy it, I think it's four twenty five a half. Oh, I need to go where you go. Yeah. Eight fifty for oh, a gallon. Eight fifty for a gallon of milk. I'll let you know where I go. Okay, that's the organic food update on the ride home with John and Kathy. <laughs> I'm just trying to help. Hey, stick around. Rod Dreyer is with us in a few minutes. Uh, shortly, we thought by now the Catholic Church here in Western Pennsylvania would release the grand jury report. Not yet. But Rod Dreyer is going to fill us in on the history of the Catholic Church. 101.5 WORD. I'm Keith Stevens. Join Donna Cruz and me this weekend for Keep the Faith. Andy Andrews shares how he's been able to move beyond the roadblocks in his life. Fear is nothing in the world but a misuse of the creative imagination God has placed in us. Frankly, I'm not trying to be funny here, but dumb people are not affected by this very much. I hope you can join us for Keep the Faith tomorrow night at 10 on 101.5 Word FM. W-O-R-D. Hi, everybody. This is Craig Wolfley from my friends at Jane D Waterproofing. For every waterproofing or foundation repair, a portion of the proceeds 
go to the Light of Life Rescue Mission or the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Hello, this is Ralph Sindrich. I'm proud to be a part of this program and such a fine service to be offered to the community. For every job commitment, I'll provide a signed copy of my book, NFL Brawl. Call for a free estimate at 1-800-VERY-DRY. That's 1-800-VERY-DRY. Or visit us on the web at jdwaterproofing.com. Stocks and options trading involves financial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Hey guys, it's Scott Bauer here, CEO of Prosper Trading Academy. Are you looking for a super hot stock tip? Here at Prosper, we are always looking for exciting opportunities in the markets. And right now, all my students are salivating over this stock we are watching. In fact, I've got this hot stock written down right here, and I'm about to text it to you for free. I just need to know where to send it. Simply text HOT to 48542, and I'll text it to you instantly. How do I know this stock is so hot? Well, I'm a former CBOE market maker for Amazon Options, former vice president of Goldman Sachs, and I have over 25 years of professional trading experience. I'm telling you, this stock is hot. But be warned, the stock may move soon, so you need to claim it before it does. Text HOT to 48542, and I'll text you this hot stock instantly. Text HOT to 48542, and I'll text you this hot stock instantly. Message and data rates may apply. At Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, Find extreme accessories for all your dirty jobs, like hauling landscape supplies. Protect your vehicle with spray-on bed liners, tonneau covers, weather tech floor liners, and more. Say goodbye to dirt and grime inside and out with extreme detailing. Plus, lift kits, electronics, and remote starters, always a favorite. Extreme car and truck in Bridgeville, for the extreme in all of us. At extremetruck.net. On the streets of Miami, speed is the law. So when a corn dog goes after the wrong girl, oh, heartburn. One man will bring her Tums Ultra Strength. I'm on my way. Don't get wrecked by heartburn. Nothing works faster than Tums. Your mustard's fast, but my Tums are faster. Oh. And with Tums on the go rolls, it's never been easier to leave heartburn behind. You did it. Yeah. You gonna finish that corn dog? Tums Ultra Strength, available in a store near you. We've been waiting, along with a lot of people in western Pennsylvania and across the state of Pennsylvania. With the grand jury report, we thought that at this point would have been released to the general Mm -hmm. public. However, there's been um, um, sort of hidden behind the scenes legal holdups. We're not quite sure what that means. However, by Tuesday, supposedly... That's the deadline. We have to hear by then. Yes, that there will be names named, uh, claims verified about a long history of Catholic Church sexual abuse that goes back to the 1940s. These names will will, will be made public. It's a weird waiting game. It is. You know, I, I'm I'm so anxious for it to come out because that's the only way that healing will ever happen. Exactly. Is if, if the the brightest light in the world is shined on this. Because we do not take delight in talking, no. thinking. No, but listen, in, in our lives, when we hide crap that we've done, what happens? Yeah. It, it just makes you sicker and sicker and sicker. The only way out is to just say it. That's the right. only way out is to say it. But on the other hand, I'm afraid of what it's gonna say. I'm not afraid of what it's going to say. I, am I think it's time that things are, are said out in I the open. There's time, a conversation about this. Rod Dreyer is with us. Uh, Rod is the senior editor at The American Conservative, the author of The Crunchy Cons, The Little Way of Ruthie Lemming, and How Dante Can Save Your Life, The Life-Changing Wisdom of History's Greatest Poem. His work has appeared in numerous publications. Rod's been with us in the past. And Rod, we are so happy that you're with us today to bring some clarity to a really messy issue. 
Well, I'm glad to be here, and I agree with you guys that this is a terrible thing to talk about, but we have to talk about it. Yeah. Rod, I got to give you huge kudos. I mean, there's not a person that I know of in America who has reported more consistently on this. You're so on point. Yeah. Um, And I know that you're not coming at it as like looking for a gotcha moment. Um, So maybe before we start talking about the issue, we could ask you to tell your story about how you went from the faith of your youth into Catholicism and then out. Right, right. Well, excuse me, I came into Christianity as an adult. Uh, through Roman Catholicism in my 20s. And I was a very fervent Catholic, um, loved the Catholic faith, learned to love Jesus through the Catholic faith, and considered myself a very conservative Catholic, uh, trusted the hierarchy, etc. Then in 2002, I started writing about the abuse scandal for the uh, for National Review magazine. And the things I began to learn over the course of my investigations really shook me to the core. Uh, four years later, my wife and I would move with our kids to Dallas, and we had learned so much about the, the lies upon lies upon lies that bishops told to protect the Church, not protect children and families, that we finally realized that we were losing Jesus um, if we stayed in the Catholic Church. It's not that Catholics don't have Jesus, certainly not, but for us, just the anger and the fear and the mistrust was too much. So we became Eastern Orthodox, but I'll tell you guys, Uh, I did not become the triumphalist sort of Orthodox Christian. I had been that way as a Catholic. That's not on the Catholic Church, that's on me. I thought I'd received my faith like a sword to wield against the world, but God broke me of that pride through reporting on the scandal, and uh, I I really want to keep shining a light here for the sake of victims, but also for the sake of healing the Church, because we're all brothers and sisters in Christ. When our Catholic brothers and sisters suffer, so do we. That's the attitude I bring towards reporting on the scandal now. Thank you, Rod. So, Rod, there are two, I I don't know how to sort of frame this uh, correctly, but there are two camps of victims in this church scandal. Now, the first, which is the public uh, side of the church scandal, which is priests engaging in illicit sexual activity with children. The other side of that wall is the little-told, little-known story of what happens in seminaries in a long-standing hierarchy of power and sexual uh, what, sexual violation and manipulation mm-hmm. over seminary students by those in power that have found its way into the higher arches of the Catholic Church all the way up into the Vatican. Yes? That's absolutely the case. You know, just yesterday, a towering figure in this story of pre-sex abuse died, a man named Richard Sipe. He was a layman, lay Sipe priest, who had been studying uh, as a psychologist for many years clerical sexual celibacy and, and sexual activity. Sipe uh, consistently reported that you can't understand the abuse of children within the Church unless you understand that it is part of a, a, a culture of uh, sexuality among the priest and secrecy. In other words, you can't separate the two. Not every Catholic priest who is sexually active is doing it with children. In fact, only a minority of those who are sexually active are abusing children. But it it comes out of a culture where they keep secrets. And uh, that is one thing that has not been explored at all by the media, Mm -hmm. Uh, and they don't do it because it will uncover a lot of gay sexual networks 
within sem- the seminary, within the clergy, and even among the bishops. This Cardinal Theodore McCarrick, the uh, retired Archbishop of Washington, D.C., he was recently revealed to have been a molester of children and of seminarians. Uh, this was widely known in the Catholic Church. I knew it back in 2002 when I was trying to report on it in, in New York. Cardinal McCarrick had one of his uh, friends call my editor at National Review to try to have me thrown off the story. Um, and at the same time, I was having to watch McCarrick on, go on television, national television, presenting himself as a great defender of children and of families and as somebody who was going to clean this up. Um, I was just I was so happy when it finally, last month, I believe, came out what he was really all about. Mm-hmm. But now you see all these bishops, including Cardinal Donald World, his successor in Washington, former Bishop of Pittsburgh. Yes. Cardinal World is pretending that he didn't know anything about Cardinal McCarrick. I don't believe it. Rod, when I read your article a couple weeks ago about uh, James... And uh, James, I believe, was the first person to come forward and actually talk about Theodore McCarrick in a way in which he was willing to be quoted. Um, that story is heartbreaking. I mean, every every one of these stories is heartbreaking, but that one, I mean, it is it is a tale of manipulation over decades of of manipulation that went so deep that it included James's parents. Uh, it included their community. I mean, it is it is absolute wickedness when you read that story beginning to end. It is it is uh, unbelievable to me that there are people that knew what he was and let him stay in that position. Oh yeah, there was a. I found out in two thousand two at National Review. I got a tip off from a priest who said that there are um, there were some Catholic laymen who knew what McCarrick was all about who flew to Rome at their own expense to warn the Vatican, do not move this man to Washington and make him a cardinal. He molests seminarians. And uh, the Vatican gave him his red hat anyway. When I called one of these men who had been on the trip to Rome, uh, a layman, a prominent layman in Philadelphia, I asked him, uh, did you go on this trip and did you to warn the Vatican? And he said to me, uh, if that were true, I would not tell you for the same reason Noah's sons covered their father in his drunkenness. So that said to me, yes, I did go on this, but I'm going to protect the Church. I see. Well, I, I couldn't get him to go on the record. I was never able to write the story. When the thing broke with McCarrick last month, I found that man's email. It was still in my, my records. I wrote to him and said, you have got to come forward now and say what you know. If you don't, you're complicit in evil. And he wrote me back and said he's not going to be involved in trashing the church in public. Mm-hmm. There are still people holding these secrets, and they have got to be forced to talk about it if they want if they want to be any healing at all in the church. Right. So, Rod, the the big thing I think is this untold story, and to even speak as we are speaking now, I'm sure that there are many people who would say who are not Christians and have no skin in this game at all that by talking about. A, a gay network within the Catholic Church that somehow we are homophobic or we are bigots or we are fingering something that in many ways should be celebrated. But the, the truth or is... Or at least is normative. Yes, at least is normative. Thank you. But by, by shedding the light on this, this is at the core of the inner cancer of what's happening within the Catholic Church. And essentially, if the Catholic Church itself, inside of their own leadership, does not address this, the Catholic Church itself will never be true and holy. I think that's absolutely true, and they're going to lose the trust of their own people. Look what's happened in Ireland. 
Ireland used to be one of the most Catholic nations in the world. The church has absolutely collapsed there, and a lot, big part of that collapse is the lack of faith of people in the church, in the hierarchy, because they covered up abuse for so long. Uh, the bishops right now, and I heard Cardinal Worlds talk about this in an interview he gave yesterday, he said that this is not a big thing, that they just need to come up with another panel, another bureaucratic solution to get past this. Uh, I think he's whistling past the graveyard. This is a huge thing. It has touched uh, the most influential American cardinal, Cardinal McCarrick. It's going to get right into the heart of Pope Francis's governance. Uh, this is not going to go away. And um, I, I, I was told by uh, a source of mine who's well-positioned to know about homosexuality among the Catholic clergy and bishops. He said there are two kinds of gay bishops. There are those who are um, who really want there to be change in the Catholic Church to make it accept homosexuality, and there are those who are very conservative outwardly while leading a double uh, a double life sexually. He said they they don't really go after each other because they know that if the truth were to come out about the entire episcopate, that the whole thing would fall apart. And I have to add a third sort of bishop in there, who are bishops who aren't gay, who are celibate, but who are terrified of, of, of uncovering this, because they don't know where it's going to lead. They don't know how the Church is going to stand. I'm telling you, though, in this age of transparency, Kathy, it's going to come out sooner or later, and they had better get ahead of this now and get out of their mode of denial. I see. So let's talk about celibacy yeah. within the Catholic Church, because yeah, by I, the Church's own reckoning, there are many, if there's a majority of Catholic priests who, even though they espouse the celibacy doctrine, do not themselves do practice celibate right, lifestyles. Right. I think the percentage I saw was, you know, 46% of, of, of Catholic priests are celibate. 46% out of 100. Now, here's the thing. I'm not living a celibate lifestyle, so I'm not. I'm not saying that they should be living a celibate lifestyle. I'm not, tr- but I'm saying if 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 we are taking a vow before God and people to live a celibate lifestyle, how is it that only forty six percent of them are living a celibate lifestyle? Yeah, it's a it's a lack of integrity. Uh, I over the years talking to priests about this, uh, I've heard that a lot of them hide behind the idea of celibacy and that the expectation that priests will be celibate. So people, ordinary Catholic lay people, don't really want to know about the sex lives of their priests. So that lets some priests get away with it. Others have told me recently that others who are living out celibacy say that the formation for a life of celibacy within seminary was, was not good. It's also the case that we happen to live in a highly eroticized culture. Sure, it's hard for uh, for anybody. It's for anybody, right? Right, right, right. So they are they don't they're not living separate from that culture. But I think the Catholic Church has a lot to has got got to face the problem of celibacy. Uh, in the Eastern Orthodox Church, we allow our priests to get married, and I think that's a good thing. I don't think celibacy forces anybody to molest children. Well, that's why I think the greater problem is with with uh, sexually corrupt uh, priests who are sexually active with adults. Um, they've got to face that. In the Orthodox Church, I think that letting priests marry brings in more heterosexual men who have families, and that uh, I think that balances out the culture and makes the culture of the priesthood somewhat more whole. Rodre is with us from the American Conservative. The question is, does the Catholic Church itself have the wherewithal, have the guts to to 
right this sinking mm-hmm. ship to look at the gay admi- priest problem and admit what they've done and then to make recompense as we move forward does that happen can it happen rod dreyer's with us we'll take a quick break stick around we're not trying to take down the catholic church we're just looking for truth and clarity On August 10th, get ready for a comedy that's off the leash. Do you think I'm ridiculous throwing a party for my dog? I would say that bouncy house is over the top. Four lonely strangers will discover that man's best friend... No offense, but is your dog pregnant or just super fat? ...are the best matchmakers. Dogs open their hearts to love and to be loved. This dog has made us a family. Dog Days, now playing in theaters. Does your pillow come with a 60-day money-back guarantee? How about a 10-year warranty? Can you wash it, dry it, and never have it lose its shape? Can you sleep any way you like on it and still get the support that you need for the most refreshing sleep of your life? If you said no to any of these questions, then you don't have my pillow. Hey, this is John Hall, and my pillow is better than your pillow. Unless, of course, you have my pillow, in which case you already know it's the most comfortable pillow you've ever owned. If you haven't tried my pillow yet, now's the time. Because right now, my pillow is offering 50% off the four-pack special, which includes two premium pillows and two go anywhere pillows. Just call 1-800-961-9207 and mention the promo code WORD to start enjoying the best sleep of your life or type it in when you visit mypillow.com. Call 1-800-961-9207 or visit MyPillow.com. Use the promo code WORD. Whoa, long time no see. It's me, the rock t-shirt in the back of your closet. Dude, remember? You crowd surfed in me, man. But you haven't worn me in like forever. I get it, you're retired. But I still got some rock left in me. So take me to Goodwill, where I can really make a difference. Your donations to Goodwill create jobs, training programs, and education assistance for people in your community. To find your nearest donation center, go to Goodwill.org. Donate stuff. Create jobs. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. There's a girl in El Salvador who dreams of becoming an engineer. There's an elder in Uganda who dreams of having a community to call his own. No two dreams are the same. Help one person achieve theirs at Unbound.org. Mostly cloudy and muggy tonight with a couple of showers and thunderstorms in the area, any of which can be heavy early on tonight below 65. We'll stay mostly cloudy tomorrow into tomorrow night with a shower or thunderstorm on a couple of occasions. High tomorrow, 78. Low tomorrow night, 64. And still a bit unsettled Sunday with another shower or thunderstorm around high 78. I'm Aki Weather Meteorologist Danielle Niddle on 101.5 Word FM. From the American conservative, Rod Dreher is with us. Rod is the author of two books that we love, The Little Way of Ruthie Lemming and How Dante Can Save Your Life. We're talking today about the Catholic Church in America and especially what's about to happen, we hope, soon in western Pennsylvania as a grand jury report should be released any second. Rod, as we talk about this, um, John and I have said this to each other over and over, is that we don't want to be um, we don't want to be a finger pointer. We don't want to be calling out people and getting some kind of pleasure out of it. We don't want to do that. It's not about that at all. It's not about that. Um, but one thing I know is, you know, go back in the very first chapters of Genesis. When Adam and Eve screwed up, they hid. 
And that's what we do. I do that. Right. John does that. We all do that. Our first inclination is to hide. But what do we learn from just not those first three chapters, but every single chapter pretty much in the Bible is that is the wrong choice. And the only way forward, the only way for God to restore order in the world is for us to come clean about who we are, to really come clean. I mean, so much so that it hurts, that it's embarrassing, that it's humiliating, but you say it and then you allow God to say, I hear you, you're right, and I forgive you. And then there can be healing. And sometimes that healing can take lifetimes. But really, that's the only way forward. This is what I can't understand about this scandal, Rod, is that it is hiding upon hiding upon hiding. That is the great mystery here. In the New York Times obituary for uh, Richard Seif, the guy who died Wednesday, uh, there was a, a really great priest, a man named Father Tom Doyle, who destroyed his own clerical career to speak out for victims of uh, priestly sexual abuse. Father Doyle said he was standing at, at his friend Richard Sykes' deathbed, and uh, Sykes said, are we ever going to understand why bishops put their own interest over the interest of children? And uh, Father Doyle said, Richard, you're going to find out before I will. And Richard Sykes died a few hours later. Mm-hmm. That is the thing that I can't figure out either. I mean, from every possible um, angle, moral, spiritual, even legal, this impulse to cover up, to hide it, to think that the, the good of, it serves the good of the Church, it's, it's insane. And I think that's why the bishops have lost uh, so much credibility today. They were told back in 1985, Father Tom Doyle wrote a secret report to give to all the bishops, American bishops, warning them what was going to happen. Child sex abuse was a huge problem. They had better get on top of it. They completely ignored it. Then in 2002, we had the mass revelations starting in Boston, spreading nationwide. The bishops got together, uh, passed some sort of bureaucratic rules. That may, have, that may have helped somewhat, but we still have this stuff going on, and the bishops never came to a reckoning themselves. I hear from priests all the time now, Catholic priests, who say, we're, we're dying out here. We see the corruption all around us, but if we speak out against it, our bishops will end our priesthood. So uh, they're, they're dying to say what they see. This one priest told me that if he saw a child being abused, he said, I would destroy my own priesthood to go to the police about it. But most of what I see are priests not being faithful to their vows of celibacy and lying to their people about it. Bishops don't want to know this. See, that's I don't understand that. Rod, uh, I grew up as a Catholic schoolboy in the 1960s. I was a choir boy, so I was... I was in rotation with the church calendar. I went to high masses and sang in celebration and was shoulder to shoulder, you know, with 75 other young men. And we were part of something that was big and beautiful and wonderful. So in some ways, I still have, you know, a a deep love for this tradition and for the church because I, I know the power and the goodness that can come from that. So that's why it breaks my heart to think about Young men, especially how difficult it must be for young men today to surrender themselves to the, to the world and say, I, I will instead, those rare men who enter into a Catholic priesthood and want to give their best to Christ. And then as you enter into that seminary process, all of a sudden you become fodder for the wolves and somehow that infects you, that you become a vampire in some way, infected as well, in the name of what? Sex or comfort or prestige or, or community, money? Community? I don't know. I don't understand that. It, it, is, it is bizarre. And that's, 
calling it a, a, a sort of vampirism is exactly what it is. I've been told, talking to priests, that uh, I'm trying to ask priests, I know good priests, how is it that a young man who was in seminary in Newark under Cardinal McCarrick, how is it that they submitted to his sexual assaults? Why didn't they just deck it? I can't imagine wanting to be a priest so bad that you would submit to that. And they said, you got to understand the mentality that uh, if you feel that God really called you to be a priest um, and your family is proud of you for, uh, for going to seminary, your parish back home mm-hmm. is all behind you, mm-hmm. you don't want to let those people down. And so you, you convince yourself, well, if I just hold on and get ordained, then I could do good. The problem is once you've started making those, those moral compromises early, it usually doesn't stop. But there has to be, right? But I'm sure that there are, I don't know what the percentage is. Of course, you can, no one can know that. But there are men who are celibate Catholic priests who are good and holy and doing God's work. Absolutely. Those, those men are there and they are silenced. Like I said, I hear from them all the time. They're, this is tearing them up because they know that everybody is looking at them as if they're guilty too. And their anger is at the bishops for covering this up, for hiding it, for not dealing with the problem. i got to tell you, though, I think the laity has to accept some of the blame here. This past week or two, I've been writing about Lincoln, Nebraska, the Diocese of Lincoln, Nebraska, which, when I was a Catholic, I'll tell you, they were held up as the ideal diocese for conservatives. They had lots of vocations. They had no liberal nonsense there. Well, it turns out, beneath that, that facade of being solid conservative Orthodox Catholics, there was a lot of uh, nonsense going on. I talked to a young man on Sunday night, uh, 37 years old, that's, that's young to me, um, <laughs> sobbing on the phone about how telling me how his uncle, a priest, had molested him and how the diocese had covered it up. This young man was not only sobbing about what happened to him, but crying because he was afraid he was betraying his family and his church by talking about it. And that, well, he ended up coming out and telling the story. I published it on my blog at the American mm-hmm. Conservative, and uh, I've been told that a lot of people in the community, Catholics, are ignoring him, even though his family is from a very solid, big Catholic family in Nebraska. Nobody will call and express support because they uh, they don't want to know it. I don't they get want this. To that I, don't, was fine. I don't get this. I mean, I know that that you know, if I would have read Richard Sipes' books. Um, you wrote about two books, A Secret World, Sexuality and the Search for Celib- Celibacy, and Sex, Priests, and Power, Anatomy of a Crisis. Um, mm-hmm. If Maybe I would understand from a psychological basis how you hear a victim's story and somehow allow him to blame himself or not follow through on it or not take it serious. I mean, I can't even – like even today with all of every hashtag Me Too and hashtag Church Too and everything, are we still the kind of people that are hearing someone sob about being sexually abused and we're like, hey, sorry, you're the one who's at fault for bringing it up? Yeah, that's how a lot of people are. And it's not oh. just Catholics. I've heard the same thing from people in evangelical churches that – they're afraid to talk about what happened to them because they'll the pe- other people in the church will uh, be angry at them for for taking down the the perfect the, the facade that they were living in. And this is this is human nature. Look, this happened in, in my family too, not with sexual abuse, but with other things where people get mad at you within the family for pointing out uh, something that violates the, the the perfection that they thought mm-hmm. they were living in. 
But as you, we started out this conversation saying, if you don't do that, if you prefer to live in a pretty lie to ugly truth, eventually it's all going to fall down around you. And then what will you have left? I think it's vital, and you mentioned this just a bit, but we tried to land on this every single day on your, on our show, that this is not a problem unique to the Catholic Church, that this has afflicted, I mean, we can look what, at the, the sexual the abuse, sexual abuse. we can look, or the sexual abuse in general, we can look at, you know, Willow Creek is the most recent one, but we can look at the Sovereign Grace scandal, which absolutely mm-hmm. will, you know, curl your, it's just... Or Harry Thomas from or Harry Creation Tom- Fest. Right, right. So the Sovereign Grace in the Mid-Atlantic States, or Harry Thomas who started the Creation Festival, or the Southern Baptist Convention over the last you know 20 mm-hmm. years, or whatever it is, we are bad at talking about sexual stuff and cleaning and just being honest about when we screwed up. I, I don't know how else to say it. I don't know if there is a better way to say it. And I don't know what it's going to take for us as Christians to recognize that we're not perfect. And the only way to honor Jesus, who we say we love— is to say what we've done. Yeah, and if we don't do it, we're going to lose our children. I asked that young man, Stan Schulte, the guy from Nebraska I was telling you about, at the end of our interview, I asked him if he and his wife had kids. He said, no, but we want to have them. I said, are you going to raise them in the Catholic Church? He said, based on what I know, I don't see how I can do that. Now, this is a kid, kid, he's 37, but he was raised a a very faithful kid in a very faithful Catholic family, but Catholicism ends in his family, with him, with that line, because of the lies, because of the abuse. And uh, this, not a single one of us Christians can, can rest easy saying this is somebody else's problem. We've got to take responsibility ourselves to clean it up so the faith can be passed on to our children, and they don't have to worry about being assaulted in church. Right. So, Rod, we're going to let you go in a minute, but, you know, as we talked about as you came on, you've been really on point on this. And and we're curious about the response of people who are reading you like we are or, you know, all the people on your Twitter account and people who know you from the American Conservative. Generally, is there concern about this or are people just shrugging this off as just another sex scandal? You know, it, that's a great question because I, I follow religious blogs and and, uh, Twitter accounts and things, and people who follow this stuff closely are paying a lot of attention to Cardinal McCarrick and what's happening in the Catholic Church. I'm getting a lot of emails from priests as well as lay Catholics saying, keep fighting, this has to come out. A few people are saying, oh, it's just sour grapes from an ex-Catholic, but there's real interest here. The thing that I keep hearing, John, though, is people from around the country, Catholics writing to me saying, this McCarrick thing, none of this is resonating locally because it hasn't been picked up by the mainstream media oh, around here. I see. So yeah. uh, I think the bishops have some reason to think that they can ride this out. Uh, ultimately, I don't think they can. I think that more is going to come out implicating them uh, in, in a, a cover-up for Cardinal McCarrick. But uh, right now, it's really not playing around the country. Last question for you, Rod. How do you survive this personally? I mean, as far as your emotional state, I mean, you, you've you chronicled, I don't know how many priests you've talked to, just uh, since I've been following the story over the last four to six weeks or so. How- We're reading you, and it's crushing us. Yeah, well, I, you know, I, again, I, in 2005, 2006, I lost my Catholic faith because of writing about this. I, uh, it was the most painful thing I ever went through in my life. But uh, God humbled me, and he taught me through that that the only way to write about these things and to face these things is to do it from a place of deep prayer. And uh, I've, I've tried so hard this time to stay there. But uh, you know, my, my son 
a 14-year-old son, Lucas, saw how upset I was by this and asked me about it. And I can't tell him everything I'm working on, of course, but I did say, uh, honey, you've got to keep in mind whenever somebody is abused, whenever people are bullied, you've got to stand up for them in any way you possibly can. And I'm trying to help them understand that that's what I'm doing, even though it's emotionally difficult for me and I get spread out to my family who see how wound up I am about it. But um, they have to know that holiness comes first, truth comes first, and defending the weak absolutely comes first. I'm into that. Rod, thanks an awful lot. We appreciate your time here with us today. I love being with you. Thank you. Pleasure's ours. Rod Dreher, senior editor at the American Conservative, the author of The Little Way of Ruthie Lemming and How Dante Can Save Your Life, Changing Wisdom of History's Greatest Poems. Stick around. we got more ahead. It's the Ride Home with John and Kathy here a Friday afternoon on Word FM. You know the moment. The homework and dishes are done. Your family responsibilities have been met. The shoes slip off and you lay back. It's that end of day. (sighs) That's the relief you'll feel when you rest on the body-comforting orthopedic made locally at the original mattress factory. Relief from middleman markups and a hard day's work. The original mattress factory. Thoughtfully made. Honestly priced. Originalmattress.com Selling mattresses the traditional way isn't the best way. Most are made in a large factory and shipped hundreds of miles to a retailer's warehouse, where the retailer then marks them up and up before finally selling and delivering them. At the Original Mattress Factory, we take a straightforward approach. We have eliminated the extra steps and created a direct line from our factory to you, saving you hundreds of dollars. So experience more than just a mattress store. Experience an original the original mattress factory. When you clean out your garage, you find all kinds of things. Hey, lucky rabbit's foot. Things you forgot you lost. There's my old comic book collection. With a new shed from Yoder's Backyard Structures, you can create more space inside by putting more stuff outside. And it comes fully assembled, painted, and delivered in place free of charge. Steve. Hey, Mike. Good to see you. Hey, uh, honey. I found your brother. Find out what you forgot you lost. Like more space at YodersBackyard.com. When our health insurance renewal notice arrived last fall, my wife and I made the decision to drop our plan. With the monthly premiums and deductible, we'd have to pay $30,000 just to use it. So we did our homework and switched to MediShare. The cost savings are incredible, over $500 a month. And we don't have to pay for services we don't need or don't agree with. Then, out of the blue, she had to have emergency surgery. Scary stuff. $150,000 in hospital bills. And MediShare members took care of everything. All we paid was our small portion. I'm a doctor who's been in healthcare for 20 years, and this is one of the most impressive programs I've ever seen. Thank God she's fully recovered. And now we're telling everyone about MediShare. Call 844-41-BIBLE to find out how much you can save on your health care. MediShare. Call 844-41-BIBLE. That's 844-41-BIBLE. When you're a kid, Idlewild is a place full of adventures. There are rides that are just your size, treats to tickle your taste buds, and special friends like Daniel Tiger to touch your heart. When you're a grown-up, Idlewild is every bit as magical, every bit as memorable, every bit as fun. Idlewild and Soak Zone, because you love to see them smile. Right now, save up to $10 when you buy tickets at Giant Eagle. So the only thing really keeping you from enrolling your children in Christian school is sports? 
Trinity Christian School answers that concern with boys' soccer, girls' volleyball, and track for boys and girls. A well-rounded Christian education with the sports opportunities you want? Now that sounds really good. Trinity Christian School, ranked among the top K-12 schools in Allegheny County. 412-242-8886. Hey, thanks for being with us. A very difficult conversation, but I believe a necessary conversation in lieu of what's happened and what's about to happen with this release of the grand jury report. I kind of regret the last question I asked Rod, though he answered it beautifully. Um, I asked him how he's handling this, just being the a lead reporter on the story. And the bottom line is that it doesn't matter how hard it is for him or you or me to talk about this. It doesn't matter because we should be focused on the victims yeah. in this case exclusively. And so regardless of how hard, it, how hard it is for the investigators or the lawyers or the people who are serving on the grand jury, and I'm sure that's all hard. But the reason that we're all here and the reason that we're talking about this and the reason that we have shed tears over the story is not how hard it is to talk about. It's that people have had to live this. Yeah. And there are men who are in their 60s whose lives were irrevocably changed when they were 20 because they were brutalized in a seminary by a priest who said that he spoke for God. Or there are little boys who were abused when they were 12 or 14 Mm -hmm. who are now men in their 60s, and they carry that shame with them all their lives, that that they, they themselves somehow were to blame or were broken in the midst of all this. So, of course, the light should be shed on this. It all has to be put out there. And that second thread of the conversation, which is the most difficult now, because in celebration of the LGBTQ culture, what we're talking about here is a landmine. And only if you're so deep inside the bottle, like you and I are, and other people who are following along with this, and our, our listeners who are interested in this, then do you see the clarity and the truth and the light that well, has to be well, shed look, on this? Look, anybody who has been abused, I don't care whether you're homosexually abused or heterosexually abused, you were abused. Yep. Why can't we just get behind people who were abused yep. and not say, well, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be upset that you were abused because being gay is fine. Look, if you say that you were abused, how about we just say, I am so sorry. It's abuse. And can we call... The police, and can we get this rectified? Is there any way that we can bring this perpetrators to justice? That's our only look. Coming clean about this is our only hope. But from going an individual forward. and an institutional perspective, both of those the superhighway and the small path. It's a struggle doing life alone, so why not join us at Impact Christian Church? Impact is a group of imperfect people seeking to let God love us and love others through us. Your kids will love our high-energy ministries geared to their needs. Our upbeat, positive services and practical teaching will encourage and help you, and you'll find true significance as you join us in striving to make a difference in the lives of others. For more information, visit us at impactpittsburgh.com. This is Mark Helgerman of Trinity Jewelers. Like you, my family and I love uplifting music and all honors and glorifies God. It's played a big part in our personal walk of faith. That's why I'm pleased to be a major sponsor of the music here on Word FM. Tune in for the best of today's Christian music, Saturdays from 12 to 10 and Sundays noon to 6. You can also register for our weekly Christian music CD giveaway. Just stop by our store on Mount Nebo Road during business hours. No purchase necessary. Hope to see you soon. At Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, 
Find extreme accessories for all your dirty jobs, like hauling landscape supplies. Protect your vehicle with spray on bed liners, tonneau covers, weather tech floor liners, and more. Say goodbye to dirt and grime inside and out with extreme detailing. Plus, lift kits, electronics, and remote starters, always a favorite. Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, for the extreme in all of us. At ExtremeTruck.net. Hey, welcome back. We're going to talk about the, the Orthodox Church and the <laughs> Five o'clock. <laughs> We're taking a different denomination no, no. every hour until it's over. Presbyterians uh, coming up Monday uh, at four ten. Those guys, John and Kathy, they're a loose cannon. No, in a good way, in a very good way. The Orthodox Church at five o'clock. We we promise you, honest to goodness, we just we find it humorous. Hey, uh, the last couple of days we've been uh, talking to you about Save the Children, and uh, our campaign is almost over. Uh, we've helped so We're many so children. Close. We're yeah. so close. We've helped so many kids. We, you know, we've been talking about this this thing called Plumpy Nut, which is this miracle lifesaver food that children who are about to die, and this is no exaggeration, no hyperbole in any way, children who are on death's doorstep are given this Plumpy it's like, nut. It's like a super uh, concentrated vitamin, mineral, right? Protein, you know, right? It's it's peanut butter to the extreme, and I mean, sixty minutes did an, uh, a piece on it a couple of years ago with Anderson Cooper. We posted on our Facebook page. I'm sorry, we posted on our, our web page. The ride home with John no, and Kathy. John and Kathy. Show. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I just lost all credibility. My apologies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wait, no, okay. So sorry, John and Kathy Show dot com. So Anderson Cooper is on this page talking about this plumpy nut, which literally has changed and saved children's lives. So we're we're just five children away, five mm-hmm. children away yeah, from reaching our goal. Yeah. Uh, at $60 a children, so that's like $300. Is someone out there, would you be out there and, th- and thought about this as you heard our show these last couple of days and think, yeah, you, you nodded your head and you're ready to do the thing, but you've not yet done so, right. so please do. Mm-hmm. Nod the head and do the thing right. to make sure that this plumpy nut goes out into Ethiopia in sub-Sahara Africa so children have a life at new life. If you're, th- if you're saying to yourself, what's this plumpy nut thing? It's so annoying. It's very cool. Listen, all I can tell you is it really is it, it's a fabulous development We've seen in, it. in in food relief. It yeah. is it is amazing. Pound 250 on your phone on your cell phone right now. Pound 250. We'll mention this one more time throughout the show, but we're doing a regular show today, but we're just talking about this because we're yeah. so close to the goal yeah. of just five children away at $60 per child. So yeah, no, pound we, 250. Um we met yesterday's goal. If you were listening to the end of the show and you said, "Well, I thought they met their goal." We met our goal for yesterday, but overall for the campaign we just have five yeah. kids. Actually, left. I got an email from a listener this morning, I woke up this morning, there was an email in my box from a listener uh, at 5.30 last night. He was listening and he said, yeah, I know you guys were close, but I had to get out of my car and leave. I was just kind of curious mm-hmm. where you were. So I reached out this morning at like 7 o'clock when I woke up and said, so we're close. So mm-hmm. nothing's changed throughout the day. This is the first time that we've spoken about this. Right. So perhaps that you've think, you're thinking on this Friday afternoon, yeah, I heard this the last couple of days. We would encourage you to do so because we are so close at just five children away. Pound 250, the key word is save the children. And coming up in our next hour, we're going to have a conversation about C.S. Lewis. So if you're a C.S. Lewis fan or perhaps that you've heard his name and you're not quite sure what he was about, we're going to talk to Edith Humphrey uh, at about 5.10, 5.15. She's written an interesting piece um, looking at C.S. Lewis's scripture and theology, but from an orthodox perspective. And so I'm anxious to hear that. I, I'm unfamiliar with his take on C.S. Lewis, and uh, I'm from a Reformed background myself. You grew up Catholic. 
John, and so we're excited to talk to Edith about how she grew to love C.S. Lewis just like we did. Yep, and we've also got a short new feature called I'm Positive. I am positive. I am positive. Are you positive? I'm, well, I generally try to be. You know, yeah. Several times I said I'm certain, but that was wrong. That, yeah, there's a big difference between being certain. I also said I'm convinced, and you said that was bad, too. <laughs> exactly. I'm positive that we're taking a break right now for news, weather, and traffic. We'll see you on the flip side, the 5 o'clock hour of the ride home with John and Kathy. Sharing the word that changes the world. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Val Dior. Senate Judiciary Committee Chairman Chuck Grassley just announcing that confirmation hearings for Supreme Court nominee Judge Brett Kavanaugh will get underway in the Senate on September 4th, and he expects the hearing to last three or four days. Now, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell says he hopes that Kavanaugh is confirmed by the Senate before the first Monday in October. California's governor has declared a state of emergency for Orange and Riverside counties as a four-day-old fire carves its way along ridges and hillsides of the Cleveland National Forest. Evacuation orders are in effect for more than 20,000 people south of Los Angeles. Thousands of homes are threatened in the foothills above Lake Elsinore and nearby communities. On Wall Street, the Dow closing down 196 to 25,313. NASDAQ ending down 53 to end the day at 7839. And the S&P ends down 20 to 2833. For more details, srnnews.com. The Ride Home with John and Kathy. Driven by Calusi Chevrolet, serving the Pittsburgh area for 100 years. For most of us, it's hard to even look at. We've all seen images of a hungry child. She can barely move because that hunger has left her exhausted, lifeless. There's a name for this. It's severe acute malnutrition. Save the Children works in poor areas and cares for the child you're thinking of right now. But they can't do it without you. Your $60 gift to save the children can provide the emergency nutrition needed to bring a child back from the verge of death. Will you give the gift of life to a child today? Even a little that you can give will make a huge difference. Please call now. 888-884-4836. 888-884-4836. That's 888-884-4836. Or give online at SaveChildrenToday.org. That's SaveChildrenToday.org. This is today's entertainment answer. What does Disney producer Brigham Taylor say about bringing Winnie the Pooh to life in the new Christopher Robin film? We built them with real fabric and real stuffing and researched all the kinds of materials that one would have used going back to the late 20s. And those were scanned and used for the textures and the look of the finished CGI versions of those characters. To hear my full interview with Brigham, visit mongleshow.com and see Pooh in the new Christopher Robin movie now in theaters. For this entertainment answer, I'm Matt Mungle. Hey, Mike, how's the house coming along? <sighs> needs a ton of work. The pipes are leaking. Needs a new roof. The AC just broke. I just don't have time to do it all myself. You know anyone? Oh, just ask Home Advisor. They match you with the best local pros for any home project. Cool. Yeah, you can read reviews and book appointments online. What's it cost? Actually, Home Advisor is always free to use. Nice. I'll check it out. Go to homeadvisor.com or download the free app. Home Advisor. Hi, everybody. This is Craig Wolfley from my friends at Jane D. Waterproofing. For every waterproofing or foundation repair, a portion of the proceeds 
go to the Light of Life Rescue Mission or the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Hello, this is Ralph Sindrich. I'm proud to be a part of this program and such a fine service to be offered to the community. For every job commitment, I'll provide a signed copy of my book, NFL Brawl. Call for a free estimate at 1-800-VERY-DRY. That's 1-800-VERY-DRY. Or visit us on the web at jdwaterproofing.com. If you wear a denture, are you sure your breath is clean and fresh? Try Polydent. It's specifically designed to clean a denture because it's tough on odor-causing bacteria, but gentle on the denture itself. Polydent has a four-in-one cleaning system with four powerful ingredients that work together to deep clean your denture. It kills 99.99% of odor-causing bacteria in laboratory testing and helps to remove stains. Feel confident and clean every day with Polydent. Available at Walmart for a low price every day. Mostly cloudy and muggy tonight with a couple of showers and thunderstorms in the area, any of which can be heavy early on tonight. The low 65 will stay mostly cloudy tomorrow into tomorrow night with a shower or thunderstorm on a couple of occasions. High tomorrow, 78. Low tomorrow night, 64. And still a bit unsettled Sunday with another shower or thunderstorm around. High 78. I'm AccuWeather Meteorologist Danielle Niddle on 101.5 Word FM. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home on 101.5 Word FM. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. I had a really uh, hectic part of my day here, and so much so that I had uh, early Is this, this your morning. relaxation time or no, what? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, no, no. I'm sure, just talking. He walked in with like sweat beads coming uh, yeah. out. Really? No, it just was just super hectic. So early this morning, I had a bowl of cereal and some blueberries. But then that's all I that's all I've had to eat. No, and so like at like three o'clock, I, I, I was like, I haven't eaten anything. I'm, I'm really kind of hungry. And I looked around my usual places where I store food. You know, mm-hmm. like you know, I'm, we're like sort the of like, dark corners of your office. Well, we're sort of like chipmunks around here. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got the uh, station refrigerator, and you know, sometimes I have like hummus from a week ago, and I go, oh, that's still fresh. That sounds right? delicious. No, no, you can still find it's still you know the expiration date's fine. Let's smell it like halfway down the hall. No, no, no. You know what I'm saying? Things are good. fine. So there was no hummus. There was no fruit. I mean, all my sort of sources had gone. So you know what was uh, in the kitchen was a, a day old donut. Oh, I ate it. You didn't. It was it was a uh, coconut, coconut day old donut. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? Ooh, it was pretty good actually. That was my lunch and or midday thing. All right. And probably not that healthy. You don't think? Probably not that healthy. All right. But at least it filled a hole in the gullet. Not as unhealthy, however, John. Yeah. As some of the menu items I read about in the trip this week. Tell me. Uh, so someone's eating more unhealthy than I am? Yeah. So I saw this article first off in USA Today, and then it was picked up by the trip, and it details the unhealthiest menu items that you could choose to order at a chain restaurant. Oh. Okay, so they're not talking about like Joe's Diner, right. right? But they're talking about you know restaurants that are all across the country. Mickey D's, right? right what, yeah, what are the what that. are the very worst things? They're, you can they're always like the worst offender. Mm-hmm. Um, would you like to hear the very worst when it comes to health? <laughs> the very worst option, and Mike, I want I want you to say yes or no if you have eaten this. Uh, uh, I got to be honest, I'm not so much interested in the healthy aspect. Just because I'm so hungry right now, I'm interested in the um, the flavor aspect. Well, of how it. does it? The Cheesecake Factory's breakfast burrito sound to you? Oh, I, I don't often have a breakfast burrito. Okay. But I'd like to have one. Well, you could have the Cheesecake Factory's breakfast burrito, or you could choose seven McDonald's sausage McMuffins. What? 
Because these two orders have the same nutritional equivalent. Holy smokes. Wait, one breakfast burrito equals seven sausage McMuffins. Seven. Whoa. That's a, lot of, that? that's a lot of poundage right there. Yeah. So the Cheesecake Factory's order is the winner of the, the uh, Center for Science and the Public Interest Extreme Eating Award for the worst way to start the day. Hmm. Okay. The breakfast burrito, apparently, John, this might be upsetting for you at this time, being hungry as you are, <laughs> is a warm tortilla filled with scrambled eggs, mm-hmm. bacon, chicken chorizo, cheese, crispy potatoes, avocado, peppers, onions, over spicy ranchero sauce served with sour cream, salsa, and black beans. That sounds good. That now, sounds really good. If you add all that up, uh, it's more than a day's worth of calories. 2,730 calories. 2,000, how many? 2,730. Oh, my goodness. This is even better, though. Two days worth of sodium. It has 4,630 milligrams. And here's the prize winner. More than three days worth saturated fat. 73 grams. Can we picture this? Because I'm sure this is the... Uh, the machinations of how a national chain would work, they all have to have kitchens, right, where they are preparing different foods and putting them on the menu. Some menu things come, some menu things go. Mm -hmm. So someone created this specifically in mind as the breakfast burrito that's something the general public would like to have. So the, the, this, the, the company, the Cheesecake Factory, would make a profit on this. They would sell volumes right. of the breakfast and burrito. most likely, based on where it is, someone's going to have cheesecake when they're done with it. Uh, oh, definitely. Wait a most second. Definitely. It's, uh, how do they do breakfast? What time does the Cheesecake Factory open up? I don't know. But, you know, oh. places serve breakfast all day. You know, I sometimes I have breakfast for dinner. But you're not going to go to the Cheesecake Factory and have a breakfast burrito. Well, I don't know. I mean, I'm not. Well, I, certainly at this point, I'm not. But, but I I mean, like, where's the, where's the Cheesecake Factory on the south side, right? I and mean, there's one on in Ross Park Mall. Okay. And so, on the south side, correct. So you're, like, you're, you're driving to work <laughs> some morning at 8 a.m. and you think, man, I need to stop at the Cheesecake Factory. When does that thought well, ever come into your mind? Well, maybe a lot of people go out for brunch on a Saturday or Sunday, and uh, I would think that's, at you know. 10 a.m.? Right? 10 a.m. they open? On the weekends. Mm-hmm. Monday through Friday at 11. What the heck? Well, it's all of a sudden it turned into a little commercial spot for cheesecake. <laughs> Maybe they'll send us a gift certificate. We did not mean to do this. All right. Well, what about what about when you go to the movies? Uh, the worst cinematic snack for this year mm-hmm. is AMC Theater's Bavarian Legend Pretzel. Now, I think a pretzel is usually a healthy choice, right? Pretty, because yeah. it's, it's low in saturated fat, with cheese, carbs. has a lot of, and a lot of sodium. You got to have yeah. it with cheese, though. But well, that's the problem mm-hmm. here. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. However, this mm-hmm. pretzel weighs in at a pound and a half. Whoa. Okay. That's a pretzel. Of mostly white flour. It comes with tubs of nacho cheese to make new my cappy. Oh, yeah. And also mustard for dipping. Tubs. Mm-hmm. It's nine inches wide. Oh, oh yes. Okay. And it has 1,920 calories. <laughs> it has 15 grams of saturated fat and more than three days worth of sodium. Man. 7,600 milligrams. That makes it saltier than any one of these other options. Holy smokes. That is the saltiest option that you could possibly have. Yeah, okay. So if you wonder why America has a weight problem, uh, I'm going to shake my fist at the purveyors of corporate America. Okay, well, listen to this. Uh Uh-oh. Because the center said that eating the Bavarian legend pretzel that I've just described is like eating six Auntie Anne's original soft pretzels. Holy smokes. Six Six of those. And who doesn't love an Auntie Anne's at the mall? I've never had one of those. Oh, they're good. Oh, Kath, you're missing out. That's good. Are they really good? It's really oh, good. Oh, yeah. Just plain salt or you want to do a little cinnamon, too. Yeah, I don't like yeah. that. Oh, I, I don't, like, want, oh, I don't yeah. want my pretzel to be sweet. Plus, they're super buttery. Oh, okay. You can get caramel God. on the oh, side. That's what? You say, you say caramel or cara- caramel. Caramel. Yeah. Caramel. 
Who says caramel? You say caramel? I say caramel. Well, Lottie, duh. <laughs> That's how they speak in Newcastle. Caramel? What the heck? We that caramel. We're a caramel. I always dip it. All of a sudden, I, I'm upset because I don't. I can't remember how I say. I can't figure it out. I, I feel like I say both. Get ready. One, two, three. Caramel. Caramel. There you go. Good. See. <laughs> <laughs> hey, is it too late? What? For me to tell you? Oh, tell me what? <laughs> Your weekend's begun, John. Holy heck! It's eleven minutes past the five o'clock hour. <laughs> oh my gosh! That's the latest we've ever had this weekend. That's begun. Crying out loud! I don't have a breakfast burrito. Happy Friday! Me. All is right and well, at least in this corner of the world. WORD. Playing Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music on the weekends. With the best new music. New New music. New music from Plum, Beautifully Broken. broken. Danny Gokey, and if you ain't in it. And Wherever I Go by Dan Bremnis. Wherever I go, the best new music and Pittsburgh's favorites. Sponsored by Trinity Jewelers. 101.5 WORD on the weekend. On August 10th, get ready for a comedy that's off the leash. Do you think I'm ridiculous throwing a party for my dog? I would say that bouncy house is over the top. Four lonely strangers will discover that man's best friend... No offense, but is your dog pregnant or just super fat? ...are the best matchmakers. Dogs open their hearts to love and to be loved. This dog has made us a family. Dog Days, now playing in theaters. Hey, summer's winding down to a close. I hate to even think about this, but always as part of the summer extravaganza at our house, we tend to go to at least one county fair, like the Butler Big Fair, mm-hmm. right? That's fun. Yeah. Uh, Marsha's with us from the Spring House every Friday afternoon. Hey, Marsh, uh, fair's a big part of your family? It is. It is, and it starts tomorrow, the Washington County Fair. Washington County tomorrow. Fair. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah. And it goes so on? So today was the... Go ahead. No, go you ahead. Go, the fair goes for how long? Uh, through next Saturday. Okay, good. So time, plenty of time to get there this week. Yes, yes. And we have a booth there, and we do all kinds of yummy things mm. like um, Pennsylvania pothole, which is homemade waffles with ice cream hot fudge, nice. homemade whipped cream on top, mm. um, chocolate peanut butter brownie things, <sighs> so yummy, um, toast or um, those chocolate ice cream rolled in pecans with hot fudge and hot caramel over top, called a peking turtle, and um, strawberry ice cream shortcakes. Oh, my, so many yummy things. That's nice. And then we also have animals at the fair. Well, our kids have animals at the fair. So it's a great time to just um, stop at our booth, get something yummy to eat, walk up the hill, visit our dairy cows and our market pigs, and just experience the whole thing. Washington County Fair wow. starts today or tomorrow, Marsh? Tomorrow. Saturday through Saturday. I'm going to make yes. a point of going to this, Kath. I think it's a great thing to yeah, do. Yeah, the spring house. And plus, hey, you can stop and get a peeking turtle. I love that. Is that a peeking turtle or peeking? Like peeking out. Yes. Oh, it's a peeking like, turtle. Peeking out yeah, with like, like beautiful delight. Out. Yeah. Very nice. Okay. Hey, Marsh, thanks a lot. We'll make a point of it. The Washington County Fair. Stop on by and see the spring house and the cows and the kids all this week. 
The economy is growing, businesses are hiring, and Americans are feeling good about their future opportunities. Looking to upgrade your career? Word FM hosts an online virtual job fair 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, every day of the year. Keyword virtual at wordfm.com now to find our newest employment opportunities from the comfort of your computer or smartphone. Sponsored by Express Employment Professionals of Robinson Township. The virtual job fair at wordfm.com. Does your pillow come with a 60-day money-back guarantee? How about a 10-year warranty? Can you wash it, dry it, and never have it lose its shape? Can you sleep any way you like on it and still get the support that you need for the most refreshing sleep of your life? If you said no to any of these questions, then you don't have my pillow. Hey, this is John Hall, and my pillow is better than your pillow. Unless, of course, you have my pillow, in which case you already know it's the most comfortable pillow you've ever owned. If you haven't tried my pillow yet, now's the time. Because right now, my pillow is offering 50% off the four-pack special, which includes two premium pillows and two go-anywhere pillows. Just call 1-800-961-9207 and mention the promo code WORD to start enjoying the best sleep of your life. Or type it in when you visit MyPillow.com. Call 1-800-961-9207 or visit MyPillow.com. Use the promo code WORD. I wonder, as Christians, if we underutilize our imagination. How so? Well, this is something I've thought about since I was a little kid. And maybe because ever since I can remember, I've always loved a story. Yeah. I love stories. Um, for our job, we read nonfiction all the time. Right? Right, we, right. Read, we read biography. We read memoir. We read theology. We read all of that. But if it's time for me to be alone reading, like time to myself, I'm always reading fiction. Mm-hmm. I like stories. That's I don't the, like stories. I love stories. Yeah, that's the center core. It really is. It really is. And I feel like... Stories tell us things, tell our heart things that reasonable nonfiction books, and I put reasonable in air quotes, nonfiction books cannot convey. They're things that we cannot get from just reading fact after fact after fact. Mm-hmm. There's some, there's, there's, a, there's truths in the universe that can only be spoken to our, uh, through our heart, through story, into our imagination, because we're, we're confined to this space. We see through a glass darkly, right? The writings of C.S. Lewis from when I was the smallest child were the ones that opened my head and opened my heart to thinking about the world, thinking about heaven in different ways, things that couldn't be described um, by John Calvin or some type of systematic theology or even a, a great hymn of the faith. There is something about using your imagination and allowing a, a, a true master of writing like C.S. Lewis was to take you to a place that you would never have been able to get to before. I mean, the the richness of that is something I have never lost and I've been um, grateful for my whole life. And so that's why I'm excited about a brand new book that's come out called Further Up and Further In Orthodox Conversations with C.S. Lewis on Scripture and Theology. And we're going to talk to its author, Edith M. Hunt. Edith, welcome in. Thank you. It's really good to be with you. So were you like me? Um, did you find C.S. Lewis as a child, and were you were you pulled in by the stories? 
Absolutely. I actually was very ill when I was in kindergarten, and it took some time for them to discover that atypically I had mononucleosis. Mm. And um, my mom spent the time, because I had to be in bed, reading to me. And then by the end of that kindergarten year, I was reading the Lewis books by myself and absolutely entranced by them. Now, what about as you grew up? Did you leave the stories behind, or did, did they kind of grow with you? Yeah, no, um, they always were in the back of my my mind. I used to like to say uh, as a teenager when I was coming to understand some of the intricacies of theology and debate that I was a a Christian in my imagination long before I understood theology. Oh, that's interesting. Um, Okay, now now for people who are only um, kind of reason-based or say that they're only reason-based, hearing you say that you you became a believer basically in your imagination first, they would say, well, that, that doesn't make any sense, that doesn't count. I mean, I think that all of us are different, and some of us work sort of more deductively and then have to have to um, add the depth afterwards, and some of us come inductively, and then we have to work out the reason afterwards. Mm-hmm. I, I think that we're just all different that way, but I think that both um, those who start with um, reason and those who start with imagination need the counterpart. Lewis himself talked about the important of, importance of joining together logos and mythos, so what is spoken or, or said or declared with what is made, um, the kind of story, the narrative uh, that, that carries the word. And you now, know, both were equally important. Now, you uh, talk about C.S. Lewis believing that myth and other types of imaginative storytelling were helpful to, this is a great quote to me, to hold back the demon of compulsive exposition. <laughs> <laughs> that cra- That's really that good. cracks me up. Uh, why don't you uh, uh, like expound on that a bit? All right. So, I mean, I understand as an academic what he's talking about. Um, Every time that somebody asks us a difficult question, whether it's philosophical or theological or perhaps in any other realm, those of us who are careful students and expositors of that idea or that thing are going to want to not just give the outline, the the large outline, but but go into the details and show where the exceptions are and put brackets within brackets. And you can actually get lost in that. Um, and, and, And Lewis talked about myth and its poignancy and its dramatic power as a way of of just simply conveying truth without having to go into all of those details. Not that he doesn't do that at other times. Um, or not that, the, not that those details aren't important. No, absolutely, absolutely. And so he, he saw myth with its depth and its ability to point outside of ourselves to something bigger as a way of conveying truth and a way of conveying the idea that there is truth outside of ourselves and outside of even our own reasoning. Hmm. Edith, talk about C.S. Lewis in this idea of these portal quests. Um, I think everyone's, well, a lot of people are, 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 are familiar with the, uh, the line, the witch in the wardrobe. That unto mm-hmm. itself is a portal quest. The wardrobe takes us someplace far, far away. Sure. Um, well, he perceived that reality was bigger than any one person or mm. and even any one any one species even could uh, uh, could could grasp and so at one point he said, "You know if it were possible me, for me to even see the world from the eyes of an ant or a mouse, I would learn something and so I think that the the quests that the children go through um, are 
a reflection of his conviction that we need to be taken outside of ourselves and our own context to other worlds and to other places in order to see more of what there really is. Mm-hmm. And what about going to those other worlds and allowing the truth of that, I'm trying not to be too esoteric there here, but sure. the tr- allowing the truth of that to teach us something about our, our world and who we are. Sure. Well, um, when, when he was a little boy, he and his uh, brother, Warney, they, they used to um, create other worlds, and they would do drawings as well as writings for doing this. And he actually talks about, he uses the term, the sub-creative uh, character of being a human being. But the part of our being created in the image of God is the drive that we have to to make things, but but always under God. God is the only one who can create out of nothing. We we imitate Him in this respect. Mm-hmm. And so, as we do this creation, we actually are um, engaging with the richness of who God is and what it and, and the many many things that we see around mm-hmm. us in the world. Um, leading us uh, to give thanks for that world, but also to adore the one who's made us thankful. And to maybe see things from a little bit of a different perspective. You know, maybe just looking at it differently will show us a truth of it we didn't see before. Edith, let me run this past you. There's a mm-hmm. news story that just came out yesterday, um, and it's not in your dom- denomination. It's not in my denomination, but um, it's going on in the Ethics and, Reliber- Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission of the Southern Baptist Convention, and it's about animals. Um, so on their website, they have a, they must have a main website um, where they post content here and there on social, on social media. So they posted a video, um, and it was about the ethical treatment of animals. Mm-hmm. And the video was um, linking a pro-life stance for because so many people who would be involved in the Southern Baptist Convention would agree on that, a pro-life stance. And the encouragement of the video is that we would expand that pro-life understanding to how we care for animals and how we look at factory farms and sure. how we look at just the, you know, the welfare of animals in general and our own mm-hmm. choices and how they impact that. Well, the video was only maybe up for six hours before they took it down. And when they took it down, Daniel Darling, who's the president of the ERLC, had to come on and apologize for the video. Now, this is what was interesting about it, and I'll bring it back to C.S. Lewis in just a minute, Edith. But when he came, when he came back, he, he, he wrote a letter that you can read on the uh, ERLC website. And he says, I apologize profusely that this was ever posted because this goes against something that I've just written about and something we dearly believe, and that is that mankind is made in God's image and animals aren't. And so the more we conflate the two, you know, mankind and animals, the more we're misunderstanding uh, the fact that God created man and woman specifically and animals are a whole different thing. So I'm I'm making this, um, you know, I'm shortening, you know, six or seven paragraphs that Daniel Darling wrote. But this is what I thought, Edith, when I read it. I thought, boy, these people need to read Lewis because they're getting caught in the weeds. There's a bigger truth here about creation. There's a bigger truth about, and all you have to do is read The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, and it'll make you think just a little more differently about animals. Now, I don't think Lewis is making like a formal statement about caring for animals, but there is something about the story which changes how we look at creation, how we look at the world, and how we look at what redemption might look like. So, Edith, you don't have to comment in particular about that case in the uh, ERLC, but what do you think about that story? 
So the first thing that should be registered is that Lewis was dead against vivisection, that is, experimentation on, on living animals in any way that would hurt them. Mm-hmm. He, was, he was very, very um, strong on that. And um, I think this springs from his robust understanding of human beings as being bridge creatures. Yes, we share with God and with the angels in that we are spirit. And if we're Christians, we, you know, we've received the Holy Spirit and are being made more and more in the likeness of the one who is the temple of the Holy Spirit. But also, we really are animals. And what's happened in this world, um, St. Paul tells us in Romans 8, uh, all, the, all the, the tragedy and the death and so on, is caught up with the mistake that our first parents made. So we're responsible for that. So in Romans 8, Paul talks about the, the creation. I like to use the, 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 the language of um, J.B. Phillips, being on tiptoe, waiting for the children of God, the sons of God, to come into their own and receive their inheritance as true Christ bearers. Because when that happens, the entire creation is going to be transformed. Hmm, and and the, the, the end of the book of, uh, of our Bible has all kinds of living things in hmm. that Garden City. Um, we, we can't, uh, yes, it's true, we alone bear the image of God, but part of bearing the image of God is to care for the creation that God also de- declared to be good. And even if you're not going to go as far as you would go or I would go in, in, in what we believe about animals, um, at least reading The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, that story might just cause you to just think a little tiny bit differently about it. I think that's the beauty of story, right? Is you might be so certain in your theology that, that God created us in him, his image and animals are a totally different thing. But okay, you might not change your complete orientation on that, but just a little bit of knowing the story of Mr. and Mrs. Beaver, I don't know. It might change a few things in your head. I think it will, I think it will uh, enliven the imagination to try to see how things look from the perspective of those who don't have the rational capacities that we do, but with whom we, we share flesh. Yes. You know, we're made of the same stuff. Now, I would just want to hasten to say that I think that it is good to challenge pro-lifers to also think in terms of their treatment of animals. Um, one has to be real careful about that, though, in terms of how far you would take that. Otherwise, we will all end up being complete vegetarians, which doesn't appear to have been the case with Jesus. Uh, Edith Humphreys with us. Edith is professor of New Testament at Pittsburgh Theological Seminary. Her brand new work is called Further Up and Further In, Orthodox Conversations with C.S. Lewis on Scripture and Theology. So, Edith... Um, on a fairly regular basis, uh, some Orthodox guests join us, Frederica Matthews Green, I'm sure you know that, um, mm-hmm. Tom Soroka as well. So uh, I'm curious, how is the Orthodox mm-hmm. conversation about C.S. Lewis different than, say, Presbyterian or Baptist or Catholic? Okay, so, well, uh, as far as Orthodox in general are concerned, I think that he has a newfound taste. Um, uh, more and more Orthodox are reading his books and being pleasantly surprised at what they find. Um, I think that the boost was given by um, the late uh, Father Thomas Hopko, a blessed memory, who talked about his um, Lewis's essay, The Abolition of Man, as being the single most important um, 
an essay in the 20th century for people to read if they're to understand um, how to evangelize and what's going on in the world. And so that intrigued people. And then some people like uh, Metropolitan Callistos Ware have suggested that Lewis has very many orthodox characteristics. He goes a little further than I would, um, but I think that, in fact, the very books and the very bits of the books that disturb some Protestants are the ones that Orthodox would say, yes, indeed, that's mm. right. He's seeing something important about the whole tradition going back to the fathers. Oh, like what? Do you have some instances well, of that? Sure. For example, the great divorce. Right. Some people oh. have worried very much about that and that it's importing an idea of purgatory right. Right. Um, you know, into theology. And uh, in fact, uh, the, the um, ancient church fathers, the theologians, didn't say that after we die there was no cha- there was no possibility of change or transformation, and so to see um, to see the uh, interaction of those characters um, in uh, the Great Divorce with um, uh, with those who come back to try to woo them into heaven is is actually very moving, and uh, it really does express the thought of the church. And yeah, even if even if you are, are you think the idea of purgatory is an abomination, still read the book because it will. And I think this is one of the things that's so important to me is even if it go something that Lewis says is going against you know a theological truth you hold dear, it doesn't mean that through the rest of the book you can't gain something in perspective that you didn't have before. Exactly. And by the way, Lewis doesn't believe in pur- purgatory as a place. He believes in purgation. And there's a difference there. He really thinks that God intends for us to become eternally more and more and more and more like Christ. Um, that it's not just static after we die. He and wants, us, he wants us to become solid people, right? Yeah. That's yeah, what we learned exactly from the Great Divorce. So. Right. Well, yeah. Edith, thanks an awful lot. Yeah, we, this has been a lot of fun. It's a pleasure to meet you, and uh, we appreciate you being here with us, and especially your time at the Pittsburgh Theological Seminary. Thank you so much. Really good to be with you both. You as well. Our pleasure. That was Edith M. Humphrey. She's the William F. Orr Professor of New Testament at the Pittsburgh Theological Seminary. And uh, her new book is great. It's on C.S. Lewis and the Orthodox Perspective. It's called Further Up and Further In. A couple witnesses angels at a dangerous car crash. A man is healed on his deathbed and given another chance to live. Two Christian pastors perform an exorcism on a psychic possessed by demons. A man thought his baby died until the impossible happened. These miracles are true and are chronicled in the first book of a new series, When God Happens, True Stories of Modern Day Miracles. When God Happens is compiled and edited by best-selling authors Angela Hunt and Bill Myers. Hunt and Myers came together to remind Christians God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. God has not turned his back on us or left us to our own devices. If you have an exciting miracle you'd like to see shared in the next edition of When God Happens, visit the website at whengodhappens.com. Get your copy now of best-selling authors Angela Hunt and Bill Myers' miraculous new book, When God Happens, True Stories of Modern-Day Miracles. Available now at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and wherever books are sold. Does your pillow come with a 60-day money-back guarantee? How about a 10-year warranty? Can you wash it, dry it, and never have it lose its shape? Can you sleep any way you like on it and still get the support that you need for the most refreshing sleep of your life? If you said no to any of these questions, then you don't have my pillow. Hey, this is John Hall, and my pillow is better than your pillow. Unless, of course, you have my pillow, in which case you already know it's the most comfortable pillow you've ever owned. 
If you haven't tried MyPillow yet, now's the time. Because right now, MyPillow is offering 50% off the four-pack special, which includes two premium pillows and two go-anywhere pillows. Just call 1-800-961-9207 and mention the promo code WORD to start enjoying the best sleep of your life. Or type it in when you visit MyPillow.com. Call 1-800-961-9207 or visit MyPillow.com. Use the promo code WORD. Picture your garage, but with a lot more space. Yoder's Backyard Structures can help. With the new Shed Visualizer tool at Yoder'sBackyard.com, you can see how your new shed will look in your yard. For about what you'd pay at the home store, your new shed will arrive fully assembled, be delivered, and placed free of charge, and comes back by a 10-year warranty. Word FM listeners get a free ramp included with your shed purchase. Visualize life with a lot more room at Yoder'sBackyard.com. On the streets of Miami, speed is the law. So when a corn dog goes after the wrong girl, oh, heartburn. one man will bring her Tums Ultra Strength. I'm on my way. Don't get wrecked by heartburn. Nothing works faster than Tums. Your mustard's fast, but my Tums are faster. Oh. And with Tums on the go rolls, it's never been easier to leave heartburn behind. You did it. Yeah. You gonna finish that corn dog? Tums Ultra Strength, available in a store near you. Mostly cloudy and muggy tonight with a couple of showers and thunderstorms in the area, any of which can be heavy early on tonight below 65. We'll stay mostly cloudy tomorrow into tomorrow night with a shower or thunderstorm on a couple of occasions. High tomorrow, 78. Low tomorrow night, 64. And still a bit unsettled Sunday with another shower or thunderstorm around. High 78. I'm AccuWeather meteorologist Danielle Niddle on 101.5 Word FM. It's time now for a new feature on the Ride Home with John and Kathy called I'm Positive. I'm Positive that if Amazon chooses Pittsburgh as its second HQ, it will make Pittsburgh unrecognizable as we know Pittsburgh. That's ridiculous. I'm positive, John, that bus lanes in Pittsburgh do more harm than good. Oh, no. Safety first, please. I'm positive that getting married and having kids was the best decision of my life. That's obvious. I'm positive, John, that aging men should never have long hair. Okay, I'll get a haircut. I'm positive that 25 years from now, people will look back at Facebook and Twitter and think, what were those people doing and why? You could be right about that. I'm positive, John, that I will never, ever go to a worse live concert than the one I went to this week. Well, I liked it. Can't we still be friends? I'm positive that growing up in the 1960s and 70s was the best time to be a kid in the last 100 years. I'm with you on that. All right. I'm positive that Keone Kella will end up impacting the Pirates more than Chris Archer. If I could just pronounce his name. I'm positive that the coming NFL season will once again be a social and political train wreck. And that concludes today's edition of I'm Positive. (laughs) 
101.5 WORD. In poverty-stricken Ethiopia, children are suffering from severe acute malnutrition. They're starving and dying. But our ministry partners at Save the Children are there to help. Your $60 one-time gift can provide the ready-to-use therapeutic food, the emergency nutrition and medication to bring a child back from the brink of death. Every little bit you can give will make a huge difference. Please call now. From your cell phone, dial pound 250. At the prompt, say the keyword, Save the Children. You can give online at wordfm.com, keyword, Save the Children. Stocks and options trading involves financial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Fire your stockbroker and hire yourself. I'm Scott Bauer, and I've been a professional trader for over 25 years. I've traded for Goldman Sachs and was the first Amazon market maker at the Chicago Board Options Exchange. I'm also the CEO here at Prosper Trading Academy, the leading educational firm teaching people how to trade the markets. For a limited time, I'm giving away one of my favorite secret trading techniques used by thousands of our students every day to help build their financial future. To learn this technique right now, call my 24-7 voicemail and just leave your email address. I'll email you my free trading technique right away. Just call 1-800-228-2155. This is the very information my students use every day to invest in their financial future. Again, call 1-800-228-2155 in the next 30 minutes and leave your email address on my voicemail. That's 1-800-228-2155. Call 1-800-228-2155. Are your credit cards out of control? Owe more than $10,000? Are you paying one card and delaying payment on another? Here's what's really happening here. Your credit card companies are shaking your hand while stabbing you in the back. They want you overextended. Even worse, they hope you think you have to pay it all back. Credit card companies have finally been exposed. There are steps you can take to become debt-free and you don't have to pay the entire amount you owe. National Debt Relief has helped tens of thousands of people just like you reduce more than $1 billion of debt. They're regulated by both federal and state agencies. A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau and have over 25,000 five-star reviews across accredited review sites. Do not take out a consolidation loan. Do not declare bankruptcy. Settle your debt for a mere fraction of what you owe. Call now. 800-948-4144. 800-948-4144. When you're a kid, Idlewild is a place full of adventures. There are rides that are just your size, treats to tickle your taste buds, and special friends like Daniel Tiger to touch your heart. When you're a grown-up, Idlewild is every bit as magical, every bit as memorable, every bit as fun. Idlewild and Soap Zone, because you love to see them smile. Save up to $18 on select days when you buy online at Idlewild.com. It's a struggle doing life alone, so why not join us at Impact Christian Church? Impact is a group of imperfect people seeking to let God love us and love others through us. Your kids will love our high-energy ministries geared to their needs. Our upbeat, positive services and practical teaching will encourage and help you, and you'll find true significance as you join us in striving to make a difference in the lives of others. For more information, visit us at impactpittsburgh.com. Hey, welcome back. Thanks for coming along today. Uh, before we uh, move forward, I, I want to talk for a minute just about our, our campaign with Save the Children. Right at airtime, we were five children away from reaching our goal. Mm-hmm. Um, s- 
this is so cool. I mean, if you've missed our show or even if you listened to our show last couple of days, we were talking about this thing called Plumpy Nut. And we've talked about Plumpy Nut in the past. Our focus has been on Ethiopia and um, uh, Sub-Sahara Africa. And this Plumpy Nut is this high-concentrate vitamin peanut mineral mix that was on 60 Minutes. Uh, Anderson Cooper, uh, despite whatever your feelings are about Anderson Cooper and whatnot, they did a whole story about 12 minutes long on 60 Minutes about this miracle thing called Plumpy Nut that that revives children who are at death's doorstep. And all they're doing is feeding this, they're squirting this Plumpy Nut into these kids who are dying. And, you know, obviously because of malnutrition, but this thing is so rich in vitamins in a day or two or five, it brings back these children from the brink of death to, to do this. This uh, supply of plumping nut for a child for save the children is just sixty dollars. So on this Friday afternoon, as you make your plans, won't you think about this and won't you pick up your cell phone and dial pound two five zero. Pound 250, Save the Children will pick up, and uh, you'll say the keyword is Save the Children. Pound 250, we are so close to making this goal, just five children away. So on this Friday, the last official act of your work week, won't you literally, truly save a child's life with Save the Children? Pound 250 on your cell phone right now. In the news last night, John, I saw that there are rumblings about the next James Bond. Oh, okay. Now, I love to look at the lineage of actors who've played James Bond, and everybody has their favorites. There's a new James Bond. Is the Daniel? It has not been announced yet, but there are rumors to that effect that it will be announced soon. So Daniel Craig perhaps is saying, "I've had enough of James." What do you think? He's done three. I don't know, but I love him. Oh, I think he's fabulous. I do too. If you look back at all of them. Uh, so who, who was it? Roger Moore, Sean Connery. Sean Connery. Sean Connery is the absolute. You know, he's the he's the boilerplate Pierce standard. Bro- Pierce Brosnan. Uh, um, yeah, I, I, the, all the different. I can't bonds. think of the other black-haired guy who was after Pierce Brosnan. He only did one. Maybe he did two. And David Niven was the first. David Niven, right? Yeah. Anyway, everybody has their favorite. I thought that um, Sean Daniel Connery. Craig. No, I thought Daniel Craig was the, my favorite. I have to, but I'm not a big James Bond fan, so I like it's James not Bond. like I, I mean they're patently ridiculous. They are patently ridiculous. You no, know, they were sort of the the template for the you know the chase uh, action adventure back in the '60s yeah. before such a thing existed. Right. Really, they were. Right. Sean and Connery of, had and that, of, role and of Sean. course, the marginalization of women. There is that. <laughs> there is that. There is that. There is that. Although it'll be interesting to see James Bond in the hashtag Me Too era. Well, he'd have to not exactly. do do most of the James Bond things. Bond. James Bond. I started to watch the last Daniel Craig one. Yeah. I got like 40 minutes into it. I didn't care. You were bored. I was bored. Oh. I was bored. Why was that? It's just, I don't know. It's just too much of this. It's too, it's too preposterous. It's fun. It's just too much. Anyway. Well, you love all that okay. action Okay, stuff. but here's the thing. Do you want to know the rumor or not? Mm, yeah, please. Yeah. Okay. So the rumor is that, <laughs> sort of ran a file. that Idris Elba will be the next James Bond. Whom? If you've never heard of Idris Elba, he is, in my opinion- my humble opinion, the perfect choice to be James Bond. I can't even tell you. First of all, he's a fabulous actor, and he just looks the part. If you ever watched The Wire, um, he starred in The Wire. He stars in a show that I've watched called Luther, which is a BBC program mm. and a BBC production. And he is 
magnificent really? in the role. Really? He is. Now, the show, I could never watch The Wire. I watched a couple episodes and it's just way too rough for me. Luther is also incredibly taxing. And mm. so this is neither one of these shows are shows for kids. Um, but if you're talking about, from my perspective, just a, a, an actor just taking on a role, Luther is just out. And I'm not talking Martin Luther. Yeah. There's no there's no connection no to Martin Luther. Okay, totally different. He is like a half crazed um detective who works in London. Oh, okay. Um and he's investigating um cases that are very difficult and cases that are very close to him. Anyway, Idris Elba could be the new James Bond. But I, I was thinking about that and thinking about why I love Luther. Um and love is kind of a strange word because it's a love hate thing because it's such a hard show. But there's something about how Luther is filmed. That it sucks me in. I mean, I the 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 shots are long. There's silence. There, it seems like so much of what he conveys is not spoken. Yes, and that's Steve McQueen. I mean, that's oh, that's what Steve McQueen does the best. Yes, of I mean, course. Steve McQueen was known for going through a script with a red marker and going, "Kill that dialogue." Yeah, too kill much, that, kill too that, much kill talking. That, too much talking. Right. Too much talking. It's just me and the look and the reaction mm-hmm. and all that. The Musa story. I love that. Okay, so when you think of a, a movie or a show that has a has a scene or scenes like that that pull you in, yeah, what do you think of? Uh, it's kind of funny. My wife and I were just talking about this the other day. We and I think this is true for a lot of people. We love The Crown oh, so much. Great, great show. Because you know, as an American, you're sort of peering over the fence, and we, what what we know about the you know, the king and the queen and all that whole thing, well, it's pretty minimal, right? Um, Wallace Simpson, you know, and, and Prince Charles, and princes die, and uh, of course, and Wallace Simpson wasn't connected to Prince Charles. No, just no, in case no. anyone. But you know, know what I mean? That's what we know. Right. That's sort of like when I think about the, you know the Crown, I think oh Wallace Simpson, you know, mm-hmm. like, and, and all that. So the Crown opened up in many ways, and it made especially the Queen human, very much so. Yeah, you, you know, you, sympathetic. Some, you just loved her. You, your heart kind of mm-hmm. broke for her with the burden of carrying this lineage forward that's been around for hundreds and hundreds of years. But so many times within the crown, and I don't know if this is an actor thing or not, probably not, but you know, as an actor, you're used to looking at things in small bites, in scenes. And many times with the crown, a scene would end, and my wife or I would go, that was a great scene. There was just something about, you know, mm. the arc of the emotional throw of what was going on, the dialogue within that, and the conclusion of that that left you, you know, sort of you went on a little journey within four minutes or six minutes, just a scene that happened somewhere within the castle or whatnot. There's a lot of power there. I think people, you'd be, you'd be good because you know how it is when you read a chapter in a book. Sometimes chapters can be super long. A scene is just a little tiny nugget, a, a little central thing that's kind of, you know, part of the major building block of the story, but really just a miniature jewel in a way. Mm-hmm. A scene. You know what other show I started to absolutely, it just, at, at the beginning when I started to watch Victoria, I, I started to compare it to The Crown. Funny you bring that up because I started to watch that after we lost The Crown. The Crown concluded. And I had a great appetite it, for that, but then that went away. I don't well, know why, it huh? only went away because um, you don't subscribe to – I said B, did BBC – no, Netflix. No, Netflix makes The Crown. I think Amazon – Amazon Prime. I, I subscribe to that. Okay. So – but something – oh, I know why. Because it was live on cable. It was live on oh, PBS. Oh, 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 I see. So okay. you've only seen so season one. Were, yes. And so it'll come out soon on 
Netflix or Amazon, Amazon where you'll be Prime. able to see season two. So I've seen two, and you've only seen one. Okay, that's a great that's a great series as well. And it's glorious because it's different than The Crown. Mm-hmm. You're thinking, okay, it's the same thing as two different queens. Different era. It's totally, it's, it's a different era, and it's a totally different take on it. Victoria is based on um, Victoria's Queen Victoria's journals. There, there's over ten thousand pages. <laughs> Of her handwritten journals. That is so cool. That Isn't was, that amazing? That was pre-iPhone. Oh, my gosh. You have plenty of time to write things so down. Her, so this show is based on what she said. So it's much more personal. The crown is more historical. Mm-hmm. And the crown is is grander in some ways, where Victoria is smaller. And it just – it the relationship between she and her husband and her figuring out how to have children. Like, I mean, what, what it's like to be a, a, the, a monarch and have – and be a mom and how weird that is and, and a course, woman in that time frame right and she was we all know that she became a mother of nine children oh my gosh. so watching like that unfold and right. her change as a person she it married is, a german not an englishman yeah i mean and it's filmed very differently than the crown but boy that what too great and yeah. luther i'm talking about is also a british production well, we're all british today <laughs> i don't know what the heck we started talking about james bond we haven't been able to get out of the uh out of that side of the atlantic i was with someone in my car the other day and i was using my gps my gps is a um a british woman telling me where to go which i think you know when you're lost mm-hmm. you need that sort of upper crust feel. listen to me that's ironic because mine is a british man <laughs> I really you know why because i had the i had the regular siri and i felt like she didn't know what she was doing no t- I look, I, I listened to her. She's led me wrong. And I just thought, I need someone who has a little more gravitas. A little confidence. Yes. So, in the British feel. Exactly. So, if she's telling me to go left here, mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm trusting her. But when the, when the British dude tells me, um, I feel really good about it. Exactly. I'm going to go there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's take a break. Sounds good. Okay. Uh, oh, wait. Just one more thing. Yeah. The uh, Save the Children. Uh, just, I, need, I love this so much. And we are so close. We are literally three children away from reaching our goal. Are just we really? three. Yeah. We just got a, a little thing from someone uh, who's part of the organization that Save the Children said, Hey, uh, I want you to know that Vicki and Bell Vernon called. Oh, Vicki, thank so you. So thank you so much. Is, is anybody, are you so inclined on this Friday afternoon with just three children away? I think it's uh, six, it's $180. Right. Uh, pound 250 on your cell phone right now. The keyword is save the children. Plumpy nut. Yeah, you're not. Miracle. You're, yeah, you're not giving kids an education. You're not giving kids rice and beans every day for a year. You're Literally, not. Literally, you're, you're saving not, a child's life. You are saving a child who is on the brink of death. That's right. That's all, that's all this is. It is just supplying this type of heavy, vitamin-rich, uh, mineral-rich material that, it, that a, a kid who's truly starving can digest. And it can absolutely change their prognosis for life in a period of two weeks. Pound 250 or online at wordfm.com. Won't you please join us with Save the Children? We'll come back. We've got uh, just a little smidge more at the end of the week as you make your ride home on a Friday afternoon. Life doesn't stop on the weekends and neither do you. So we understand that it can be hard to find the time to shop for a mattress. This is Robin Trzynski of the Original Mattress Factory. And we have a completely new website designed to help you simplify the mattress shopping experience. Check out our products, view our prices, and even place an order for pickup, local delivery, or to have it shipped outside of our delivery area. Just visit OriginalMattress.com and find a thoughtfully made, honestly priced mattress of your own. The Original Mattress Factory. Great beds, no bull. It's a struggle doing life alone. So why not join us at Impact Christian Church? 
Impact is a group of imperfect people seeking to let God love us and love others through us. Your kids will love our high-energy ministries geared to their needs. Our upbeat, positive services and practical teaching will encourage and help you, and you'll find true significance as you join us in striving to make a difference in the lives of others. For more information, visit us at impactpittsburgh.com. If you're going to park your car in Pittsburgh, use the Go Mobile PGH app, powered by Park Mobile. Pay for parking on your mobile device in nearly 10,000 spaces around town. Even extend your parking time right from your phone. Download the free Go Mobile PGH app and discover a smarter way to park. So for an entire year, more than a year, year and a half, I was committed to working out. It's something that I added on during Lent Lent, uh, in 2017. And uh, so when it came time for Lent this year, um, I did something different. I didn't give anything up for Lent. But once I hit Easter, I decided to give up sugar. Yeah. And um, and I have to say, I was not maybe maybe I was healthy when I was exercising. Um, However, I lost 10 pounds not eating sugar and I wasn't losing any weight at all uh, when I was working out. Wait, so you just quit sugar, cold turkey. Right. And when you started to do that, you said, I'm not really seeing the results with exercise, so I'm just going to stop. Right. And then you lost 10 pounds. I did. Now, that, that's fascinating to me because you have a small frame. Right. And, and, I carry- didn't, and I did not need those 10 pounds. Well, you're not carrying. I mean, I look at you. You're not carrying like, you know, bags of extra yeah, weight but, around. But, but it is bags of extra weight when you're as small as I am. I'm not supposed to weigh that much. So you losing 10 pounds is not going to be – well, no, I'm saying, but it wouldn't matter nearly as much because no, you're no. taller and bigger. So when you add 10 pounds to somebody as small as right, I am, significant. That's, that's significant right, and okay. it's no good. So I've been thinking about this, uh, you know, about the idea of – really, I mean, I have a, a, a long-term addiction to sugar. I just do. Well, so did I. I mean, no. I mean, you know. no. Yours was no worse than Kath, mine. I'm sitting here on Look, a daily basis drinking a get Coke. Get out of here. Listen, are you – how many peanut M&Ms have you seen me eat in my life? Biscotti people? Now, come on. I don't think you need to point the finger know. at yourself. I give you six M&Ms and I eat the bag. No, Pretty much. Absolutely not true. Well, anyway, so sugar then is the culprit. Well, for me it was. With the weight add-on. For me it was. And because I just, I was dependent on it. That's all I can tell you. Just dependent on it. But you know what? Well, there are fewer things in life that are finer than a nice sugar rush. For sure. Okay, saying. but listen to this. This is this is perhaps if you so if boom, you boom. think you want to maybe start an exercise program, which you've maybe. mentioned over the, um, you might want to consider uh, a gym membership and maybe a second gym membership. Wait till what? you hear what? this. Two wait, gym memberships. Wait till you hear this. this you barely is, use one. Listen, Ashley Mateo, Wall Street Journal. How far would you go to be a stronger, fitter, better human, John? After a knockout workout at your go-to gym, would you? drop in somewhere else to pump your muscles full of electrical impulses that hasten your rehab? What? Would you, John, bake yourself into a 110-degree infrared sauna just to ease your inflammation? No. Would you zap pain away with a handheld laser? Huh. And for any of those things, would you pay upward of $150 a month on top of your regular gym membership to do it? Whoa. Are you interested in that? No. Okay. I want you to know that this is what Tom Brady does. This is what Tony Robbins does. Countless top flight athletes and strappingly fit celebrities are now fixated on what they're calling recovery. 
Oh, okay. But it but it involves more than taking a day off from their regular gym. Apparently, Uh, these new smart sci-fi technologies uh, that I mentioned above—you know, the the zapping and the baking and all of those sorts of um, things—are offered by a new breed of fitness studio. They'll improve the quality and speed of your recovery, Hmm. so soreness or muscle fatigue will not hold you back. I see. So if you're a certain age, right? I mean, as you get older, it takes you longer to recover. Right, and supposedly this is going to help you recover. Okay, so exercise is the stress, they say, that breaks down your muscle fibers. It's the recovery phase that actually builds your muscles. Oh, okay. Okay, so not only will we be guilted in America for not belonging to a gym, but... We will now be doubly guilted because we don't belong to two gyms. Oh, my please. I mean, how much time would you have to have in your life to go to one gym and then another gym before you go home? So good for Tony Way Robbins and Tom Brady who are able to do this. Which, but, I mean, get out of here. That's deflating. It, it is. is deflating. Yeah. Mike, do you go to a gym? Absolutely not. Would you, you go ever? To, would you go to two gyms? Absolutely not. Okay. I can't. Right. I can't. I can't. I can't. just can't pay the money for yeah, I, I mean, I got a stairmaster at home. Do you have an exercise equipment at home? I don't. You don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right I mean, over there, down the stairs for free. Heck, it's not like my dad. I moved my bedroom to the attic. <laughs> it's an effort to get up there. Yeah. Hey, thanks for being with us. Listen, don't forget, save the children. We are just uh, three kids away from reaching our goal. Pound two five zero sixty buck. Literally saves a child's life with plumpy nut. Thanks the for being with us. Home with John and Kathy, a production of Word FM and Salem Communications. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.